I can stack them hundreds to the roof. I ain't stopping till they stack to the moon. Without me, my family wouldn't have food. Anybody go against me, gotta lose. What is up, guys? You're listening to the MF CEO Project. I'm Andy. I'm your host, and I am the motherfucking CEO. Guys, this is an entrepreneurship podcast. It is also a personal development podcast. It is also a win at everything podcast. It's a stomp on your competitor's fucking nuts podcast. Whatever you want to call it, there's going to be great info that's going to help you win. All right? I do this for free. I don't ask for money. All I ask is that you pay the fee. What is the fee? The fee is you telling one of your friends about how fucking awesome the podcast is and how much you learned, even if it was one sentence that you took away that changed your perspective or changed your thought process or helped you get through the day or helped you figure out a new strategy. All I ask is that you spread that shit, man. Uh, You know, we started this podcast almost five years ago with the mission, which is why we call it a project, with the mission of correcting uh, the false narrative that is put out in society by uh, or to our young people, which is, you know, if you play by the rules, you'll win. Uh, if you're just a good little boy and a good little girl, you'll win. If you go to high school and you go to college and you get married and you have 2.5 kids and a white picket fence, everything's going to be great. That's just not the case, all right? If you want to succeed, if you want to win, if you want to build what it is that you have in your head as a little bit of picture, we're going to help you do that by telling you the truth, all right? Now, you probably aren't going to always like what I have to say, but in time, you'll find it to be the truth. Now, I usually say as always, but it's not as always. It's uh, It's been a while since I've had my awesome co-host, the pastor of disaster, Vaughn the Impaler, Vaughn Bon Jovi, DJ DJ God. What else? What's the name of the day, bro? I don't know what the name of the day is. It's been too long. You know? It is. I forgot some I mean, of the I'd names. I mean, I'd say podcasting is like riding a bike, but it's kind of not. No. It's kind of like not even at all like riding a bike. Not even close. Yeah. No. How you been, man? Uh, the people haven't heard you for a while. Well, it's true. Well, you know we like to keep it real on this show, so. Yeah. We do? Uh, you know, I've had I've had some interesting challenges, but things are good. My yeah. life is full of blessings, as yeah. you know. Yeah. So, but uh, th- things are good. We haven't been doing many podcasts, bro. Why is that? Um, Are we getting fucking lazy over no, here? No. Actually, I was just talking to somebody about this, and this is one of my favorite things about working with you. When you don't have anything to say, you don't say it. You know what, man? Lots of lots of uh, professional advice givers out there like to talk about how much content you should shove down people. There's, there's two schools of thought to this, right? Yep. The first school is make people listen to you by jamming shit down their throat 24-7. I found that not only am I not willing to do that, but it's ineffective because it makes people irritated with you. And they're like, shut the fuck up, man. Um, Yep. You know what I actually don't get about the people that are saying constantly produce stuff, constantly post stuff? Well, let me say something before you get into this. Yeah. I understand the point that is trying to be made, Okay. The point that's trying to be made by some of these dudes is you got to practice making content, right? Like, yeah. when was the last time that you were good at something without practicing it? But you got to understand <laughs> that some of these people, a lot of these guys listening, they take shit literal, man. Yeah. Like, if you say, hey, make 4,000 pieces of content a week, that's what they're going to do. And they're not going to do anything else. So, 
I don't know. I just think it's good, um, <clears throat> and a lot of people don't agree, and that's fine. You do you. I'll do me. We're all good. Yeah. Uh, but I think that it's better um, and more effective to speak when you have something of true value. Yeah, I just do. I, I agree, and I also think that there's studies that back up. I mean, there's all sorts of studies that show that the culture we live in, we're bombarded with information, we're bombarded with data, we have tons of distractions. There's a sociologist named Joseph Nye who coined a phrase called the paradox of plenty, which is plenitude of information means poverty of attention. It means we are so constantly bombarded th- with things that people just end up shutting you off. And what happens is if they get used to you posting every day, day in and day out, there's not quite that same dopamine hit as when you kind of disappear for a while and they know that you've got good content. They know that you say stuff that matters. So all of a sudden when their post notification goes off and Andy's hot back on, they're like, oh, he's got something good to say. Dude, but the thing is, is like, (laughs) Let's just be fucking real, man. There's only so much shit you can say. Right. You know, and uh, eventually you start to repeat yourself and say this. And that's okay because for things to sink in and for things to catch on, it takes repetition. Yeah. But, um, you know, it is what it is, man. Um, I go through this probably once, twice a year where I just, eh, whatever. Right. But it's also, I, I mean, to me, it's also, it's not just pulling back. It's strategic because I know what you do is what frankly, a lot of artists do, a lot of musicians do, is they, you know, they have to take things in before they can put things out. You know, they have to be reading stuff. They need to be experiencing life. They need to be like Well, as a writer, isn't that how you spur your creativity? Absolutely. What you take in. Yeah, what you take in and then you synthesize it and you put it back out there. And and I think if you're constantly on the output, eventually your output's just going to be total crap. You know, yeah, Yeah, it's like the most of the fucking Internet, man. Right. It's rehash stuff. Yeah. And it's not even like there's not even an attempt to put a fucking different perspective on it or your own. It's just like a word vomit of the same shit. Like, yeah, I get tired of fucking hearing it. Yeah. You know, absolutely. So uh, we talked about maybe going old school on this episode, you know, back in the day when we first met where I, you know, we just talk. Yeah. You know. And, uh, Bro, I had to get you some airtime. People going to forget who the I, fuck you are. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, well, actually, they haven't forgotten who I am because the last two oh. episodes, the last two episodes, uh, and it was my idea. I don't know what I was thinking, but you know, because of this contest we're having, yeah. you shared my email, and so now, like, I have thousands of emails in my inbox applying to be a, a contestant in this contest we're having. Yeah. And of course, every single one of them has a different nickname as the subject line so hey kind of genghis vaughn was pretty good oh i like that i one. I, I, I actually thought yeah. that one was pretty good i like that yeah genghis yeah. vaughn yeah i wish i could remember who did it because i give him props but uh, yeah it was good That's Genghis good Vaughn. So, so what are we talking about today well dude? um i mean you want to go business or motivation you know what man i think it's all the same yeah <laughs> you know yeah no i i uh so this past sunday just tell a little story to just kick this off. So this past Sunday, um, my wife and I, we drove like 45 minutes. We went down to Washington, Missouri. It was a pretty hot day. Yeah. It's in the middle of summer. We went into this Froyo place, right? And the uh, place was completely dead. So, oh, that's odd. Hot, summer, completely dead. And it was within about, you know, seven seconds before I understood why. There was this older guy at the counter, um, didn't smile when we came in. 
we actually, I don't know, in some Froyo places, yet you know, you pay by the the weight, and yeah. other, others you pay by the actual cup that you yeah. get. Well, we didn't know that this was the kind that you pay for a cup. So we had these three little girls who can barely eat, you know, the yeah. size. But we took the big cups. Yeah. So what does he do? He charges us for the big cups. Yeah. And I said, well, I didn't realize that that was what it was. So instead of saying, um, well, that's fine, you can switch it to a small cup. He was just. I think we ended up paying like $18 for it. Yeah. So, and then on our way out, he just said nothing, didn't interact with us. And so I, I said to my wife, I said, that, that's why that place is empty. And I said, and she said, yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I'm assuming that that's not the owner. Cause why would you start a place and, you know, basically run it like that? That's got to be a regular worker. And I was like, honey, I don't know. I think what I'm learning in, in being associated with this podcast and the stuff that I've learned from you is that there's a lot of people that go into business, but they don't know how to lead. They don't know how to create exceptional customer experience. They just think, oh, I'm going to start a Froyo place to make money. And so I just it's been a while since, since you've kind of riffed on leadership and creating customer experience, and there's so much value you bring on that. I think that's a topic that we should talk about again. That's cool. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, we see it everywhere we go. I mean, once you become aware of, of what great uh, experience is and, and what great leadership is, it's very easy to recognize when it's not and become irritated, especially when it's not. I find myself going into literally every business I go to and judging them on their on their experience and their service. And um, I kid you not, ever since I've been associated with you in this whole enterprise, that's been kind of my curse. Yeah. Is my, my standards now for, for restaurants... For any place, it's like, what are they doing? I are know. they trying to make money? I know, clearly dude. not. It's very frustrating. Um, so start with leadership. Like, let's just start with well, that. I, the- you know, we talk about leadership a lot over the last three hundred and twelve episodes, but the 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 issue with leadership is is that people still try to complicate it. They still try to make it harder than what it is. And I think at the root of all issue, you know, most people don't feel comfortable being a leader because. They feel like somebody hasn't come along who is a leader that's granted them the permission to become a leader. So, you know, it's an uncomfortable situation to label yourself as somebody that's important to an organization when nobody else has labeled you that. Uh, it's weird for most people. They think there's a leadership fairy. That's right. Yeah. You know, and they think that there's a certificate of leadership that you're like, yeah, in the Boy Scouts or whatever, there probably is, or whatever they call them now, the People right. Scouts. Right. You know, whatever. <laughs> right. Fuck. Right. You know, but the truth is, is like... The genderless human scouts. Yeah. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck it's called these days, but who you know what I'm talking right, about. Right, and everybody exactly. else does too. But like, you, you know, um, you get the certificate... And all of a sudden you're a leader and that's just not the case. You know, Um, most, all great leadership starts with an internal decision that I'm going to take control of this situation. I'm going to make sure that things get done. I'm going to make sure that I'm contributing. And, you know, while I'm working for someone else or I'm working for myself, either way, I've got to control this. And we all have a responsibility to control our little piece of the puzzle. All of us, whether you're the CEO or you're the guy at the the first guy. See, I think the biggest thing that people misunderstand is that leadership is um, is not a down a, a downward flowing proposition or idea. Meaning, it comes from someone of power. The next guy is appointed. The next guy down the line is appointed, and this and that. 
Dude, leadership is not a title. It is not a award. It is not. It, it's not a style. It's it's 360, man. It's about leading in all directions. Meaning, if you're the lowest guy on the pole, you could still lead the guys above you, right? It's yeah. very simple. It's just people don't feel comfortable doing it. And I could tell you guys, like I've told you a million times, the two most valuable skills that you can have in business and in life is one, being able to lead, and two, being able to sell. And those two skills are going to make you money. If you don't have those two skills, you're not making any money, period. You're not, okay? Unless you're some sort of like special, special, special uh, skilled individual, right? absolutely. Like like a vascular surgeon or somebody who has a brain, you know, these guys who have super uh, technical skill that get paid a a good amount of money. Um, But what could that fucking guy make if he was a good leader and he did know how to sell? Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. He, 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 you know, it's perspective. So um, starting early, especially for the young guys, and and we see this a lot right now with uh, the e-com crowd, right? A lot of guys, you know, that I've been hard on in the past um, for just learning a couple internet marketing tricks and trying to sell shit. The reason these dudes are going to be able to are not going to be able to build something that's sustainable is because they lack these two skills. They think they can sell because they're good at writing some ad copy for fucking Facebook, right? But I'm talking about being able to sell to a person in real life. And those two skills right there are going to define you. And I think people overcomplicate them and they're afraid of them and they think that you're born with them. So, uh, and they don't have permission to do either one. So they don't do anything, right? And, and that's what keeps people held back. Yeah, Leader, I, leadership is a decision that you've got to make for yourself. Like, dude, I am going to take control of this um, so that I can be more valuable to my organization. And if you don't become more valuable to your organization, at least you walked away from that organization with a fucking great skill that you could take somewhere else where it is valued. Yeah, absolutely. I love the paradox of what you're talking about, where you can you can show leadership on any level. But if you do show leadership on any any level... The facts are you're probably going to end up on the highest level. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that, that's it. Yeah. It's that <laughs> simple. You know, uh, leadership comes down to to really just okay, first off, everybody's heard the phrase leading by example. You know, Vince Lombardi's got the famous quote which is uh, leading by example isn't the best way to lead, it's the only way to lead. All right. Got it. Everybody's heard that. Okay, so why aren't you doing that? Let's start with that people will say well i do that doing it for two weeks isn't doing it this is some something that must be done over the course of your entire career right you should never come into your job or into your business and have an off day when it comes to setting the example because one one letdown or one uh you getting caught not doing what you do has a ripple effect to your team they see you do something or cut a corner or do something that is done not the way you ask them to do it, all of a sudden that sets a new standard for them, which is to do it to that lesser standard. And I think it's important to recognize, too, that when you are a leader and you do lead by example, it's most likely your team is going to lead or or is going to follow you not 100%. They're going to follow you at 60 or 70 or 80%. Right, meaning they're going to do as eighty percent of a good as good of a job as you're doing, which is going to be less than what you want. So if you're even less than the one hundred percent, now you're talking about them doing forty percent or thirty percent of the job the way that you want. 
All right. So this is super important. And most people think that leadership is put your feet up on the desk and tell people what to do. And it's honestly to be a great leader is the complete opposite. It's to be the first motherfucker in the game doing the work and showing everybody else how it's done. No matter what your position is, no matter what your paycheck is, no matter how long you've been in the business, like I know for sure, for sure, that I can execute nearly every single job in my company better than the best person that does it. For fucking sure. Yeah. Now, is that me bragging? No. That's me telling the truth. Because I developed all the fucking systems in this company, personally. Me and Sal, and Chris and Jason. Any one of us could fucking do that. what we ask our guys to do better. Now, are there exceptions? Yes. I couldn't create animation on a, on a video like, like our guys do. I couldn't do that, right? Right. But... But you could teach yourself how to do it. Yeah, I could, and I'd be yeah. good at it eventually, yeah. you know? But <clears throat> but that's something that people just don't take serious enough. So let's take that obvious one off the table. How do you make sure that you're recognized within your organization? How do you make sure that you don't get passed over? How do you make sure that you're the guy that gets called up when there's a position to open, right? That's really what we're trying to figure out. Because a lot of people are like, dude, I fucking do everything, blah, blah, blah. Nobody ever notices. Well, I'm going to call bullshit on that, all right? If you're doing that good of a job, I can tell you, you're going to get noticed. Right. All right? Now, if you're not getting noticed, whose fault is that? That's not their fault. It's your fault because you're not making yourself noticed. So how could we take this concept of leading by example and take it one step further? Well, it's really simple. Go up to whoever it is that is your leader, whoever it is. Not the CEO if you're the guy working in the warehouse. Whoever your boss is, all right? I'm going to give you a strategy of how to get promoted here and how to move yourself up. Go to the boss. If your boss is the manager of the warehouse or he's the manager of your department or whatever he's working on, you go to the boss and you say, hey, what can I do to help? What can I do? What do you need done, right? And that boss, if it were me, I'm going to start out with simple shit. I'm going to say, hey, man, I got uh, a couple battery tenders down in my garage. I need you to go change. I got some shit in my trunk. Will you go get it for me? All right? And one of two things is going to happen. One, the guy's going to get demoralized because I'm asking him to do, quote, unquote, basic shit. Yeah, or menial stuff. That is below him. him. Right. Or two, he's going to go do it with a smile on his face and come back and say, what else can I do? All right? Now, 98% of the people are going to fucking feel like, they're going to go home and they're going to cry to their boyfriend or girlfriend. They're going to say, you're not going to believe what fucking Andy made me do today. He made me go down and fucking change the battery tenders on his car. He made me clean out his trunk. But what they don't realize is that I'm fucking setting them up for a test. I'm testing them. I'm seeing what kind of player they are. I'm seeing if they're a team player. I'm seeing if they have an ego. I'm seeing if they practice the core value of humility, right? So I'm testing them and they're failing the test. So, the guy that comes back to me says, and, and do, does what I said, and said, what else can I do? Now, all of a sudden, I'm going to give him a little more responsibility. I'm going to give him a little more. And I'm going to give him a little more. And eventually, I'm going to learn to figure out that this is the dude that I can count on to do whatever I need done. And guess what's going to happen in my brain? I'm going to place some higher value in our company, which, which means what? Cha-ching. That's right. It yeah. equates to dollars. And see, people don't do this shit because they feel like they're above it, but they're not, you know? Can I point out also, at least in first form in your companies, it's not just money. It's you are going to give them the privilege of being part of, of 
taking ownership of the com- company. That's right. Of making their ideas come to That's reality. That's right. Of creating the products that they're excited about. Hey, if so you want to. It's not con- just money, it's influence. That's right. If you yeah. want to contribute and make decisions, you're going to have to start to show that you can be trusted first. Right? It's the same thing that we talk about when we talk about how to create loyalty with a customer. We talk about educating them. We talk about making them trust you by telling them the truth. And you do that enough times and eventually you become loyal. It's the same thing with your employees. Test, test, test. Pass, pass, pass. All of a sudden, you're loyal to the guy. And that's what people don't understand. So because their egos are fucking inflated and they're a little bit entitled and they think they should be doing better than what they are, they fail these tests over and over. And I'm not the only motherfucker that does this. Every fucking boss does this kind of shit, right? They're going to give him little assignments first. It might be, it might not be cleaning out the trunk of his car. It might be some other shit. It might be some, but it's something small. And that's how the trust is gained. But so many people aren't willing to do that that they never get anywhere. Because what happens whenever they bitch about cleaning out the trunk or fucking doing the small menial tasks? Then you're like, all right, this dude's not a team player. And then he spins his wheels wherever he is for the rest of time, you know? Um, Another thing that people can do, all right, to get up, move up through their company that I think is super fucking over or underrated is whenever you you, uh, decide that you want to get serious about whatever it is that you're doing, sit down with your boss, sit down with your manager, sit down with your leader and say, hey, man. I want to move up. I want to grow. I want to become this. This is what I want. And make your intentions known. All right? So if you can lead by example and you can constantly show up to help above and beyond whatever it is your job is, right? Because what I mean by that is whatever your current job is, if you let that slide with the intention of helping to move up, you're not going to get to move up and become valuable. You've got to handle your responsibilities perfectly, then ask for more. That's the truth. Right. And just to build on that, Andy, uh, you know, if you're uncomfortable or you don't have the confidence to have that conversation with your boss or you're, you're uncomfortable holding people to the higher standard or holding them accountable, that's usually a good sign that you're not that you're not doing it yourself. You're not ready. Yeah, you're not ready. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. That I didn't even hit is like, you know, you got to hold the standard for others. You know, you've got to like that goes hand in hand with doing your shit you got to hold the standard for others. That doesn't mean you have to go up and yell and scream at them. A lot of people have this misconception that correcting others or getting other people on the same page or leading others is some sort of confrontation. It doesn't have to be that way, man. you got to go up, see your buddy or you know whoever's working next to you doing the same job you're doing. You notice that they're not doing as good of a job as what they could be. Dude, all you got to do is you know say, hey, bro, I've seen you do way better than that. Come on, man. We're trying to win here. Yeah. Let's go. And then you walk away. You don't got to fucking be like, hey, you're a fucking piece of shit for doing that shitty job. You just got to remind people that they're better. That's leading people, man. You know? And and uh, a lot of people overcomplicate that part of it because they think, oh, dude, I see Steve over there. Steve's half-assing. Steve's bitching about the company. He's creating problems, blah, blah, blah. And what they do is instead of handling it and saying, hey, Steve, bro, I don't want to hear that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm here. This is my fucking career. I love this place. These people are good to us. And protecting the culture of the company, which, by the way, is leadership. Instead of doing that, they just listen and listen and listen. And then they go tell whoever. They go tell. Well, if you go tell and you didn't fucking stand, what's that say about you? You know what I'm saying? You're not a leader. Right. A good leader, too, if they see somebody's, uh, you know, work slacking or attitude just being poor. 
that's a good, that's another good indication that maybe they have something else going on and maybe you need to talk through it. Exactly. Exactly, man. Like there's all kinds of things that need to be addressed. But people have the misconception that A, they've got to have permission to lead, and B, they've got to always be confrontational when it comes to correcting people. And that's not the case at all. Being a great, honestly, my attitude, the way I am, and how I handle confrontation, which is head on, is really a hindrance to, to being a great leader for me. It's something I've had to work with. You know, so a lot of people will think, oh, dude, I'm not like that. I can't do that. Well, you don't have to do that. And if you were like that, it would make it harder. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you. So, you know, I, I mean, I have to admit, I mean, it's it's even even though over the course of my life I have been, quote unquote, positions of leadership, I think I've been slow to really take the ownership and really to, to go all in on, well, basically doing my job. And I think it's because I didn't really understand the absolute benefits of developing leadership in your life in your own life because if you develop that quality or that skill it's literally transferable to every situation you can literally do everything let me ask you a question if we found out tomorrow and i'm not making a political statement but if we found out tomorrow that something happened to trump but in some weird quirk there was no constitutional successor for him like the vice, something happened to the vice president something happened to the secretary of state and so we just we had to name somebody the next president. If you found out, knowing what you do about this person and knowing that you've met this person, if you found out that the next president of the United States was Urban Meyer, would you be worried that he had no experience? No, I'd be excited. Yeah, why? I'd be fucking thrilled. Why? Because he's a great leader. He and it's transferable to every situation. Yeah, he has. I know him personally. He's proven. He's a stud. He knows how to get people to work together. And quite honestly, I think somebody like that is exactly what we fucking need. Absolutely. To be completely honest. Because, and I'm going to get off on the politics here, but y'all motherfuckers are retarded. And I'm talking to all of you. Okay? And I don't give a fuck if you don't like that word. The truth is, you on the far left and the left, you're fucked up. And you on the far right, you're fucked up too. And the truth is, is 98% of people are somewhere in between that and nobody's fucking standing up and saying it. Right? Right? Like, dude, the media is fucking... Dude, you wonder why we have all these motherfuckers shooting everybody? I'll tell you why. Because we have $150,000 in fucking student loan debt for a degree that gets you $40,000 a year. Meaning, they have no fucking hope. Okay? Now, on top of the no hope, they have social isolation. Their friends are not... They don't have any fucking friends. They're not out riding bikes, playing, playing baseball anymore like we had. Nobody has any real friends anymore. You got these bullshit fucking internet friends that are fucking fake rooting for you and making smart-ass comments every time you try to step above that little level that you're trying to play at, all right? So that fucks people. So they have social isolation and they have no hope, all right? Now they have all these fucking media people who are fucking driving negativity into their brains 24 fucking 7. You guys should be fucking ashamed of yourselves. Every motherfucker in the media right now, all of you, should be fucking embarrassed of the jobs that you're doing. All of you are trying to make the fucking legendary call. You're trying to, you're doing, you're driving people to do fucked up shit and be depressed and be fucking upset and hate their lives and hate this world for your own personal fucking gain because you want a bullshit show on fucking CNN or fucking Fox. And that ain't right. Absolutely. That's fucking wrong. So you have no hope, you have fucking social isolation, and you have constant negativity, and you have 10 years of that shit right now. And something's got to fucking change. 
and bad parenting. No, fuck, yeah. dude. I don't even yeah. want to get in on that. Yeah. But no, the- I heard a great phrase the other day. It was it was that there's no such thing as news anymore. There's just sophisticated gossip. And that's what it is. That it's, is what it you is. Have, you have a left-leaning news agency that just Creates a to- fucking story. Right. And they- but, dude, listen. The right is the same way. No, absolutely. That's the point I was going to make. Don't pick I, on the fucking... No, no, no. I, I, yeah. I, 100%. I, I think all of them have decided what their base is, and instead of saying what's the truth, they say, what negative thing can we create about this person that we don't like? And here's the problem with the average person. The average person... They look at the other side and they think, that's the problem. No, you're part of the problem because what you do is you read an article, you don't care if it's true or not. All you care about is that it says something bad about somebody you don't like and you share the article. Yeah. And that's the problem. Yeah. So or, people or, people have only themselves to blame or, for the prolif- I, proliferation of lies. Dude. Because they like it. Dude. They like it when people lie. No question. I, I, I was talking to this girl one time. This was like five years ago. And there was something out about... Um, I don't know what politician it was, but in this case, it was a fairly right-wing politician. And I said to her, I said, do you realize that that, that article that you just shared literally came from a satirical website? Like, it's, it's actual false news. Like, they don't even claim to be uh, true. This is meant to be entertainment. And you're promoting it as if it's real. And her point, she didn't realize that. And her point was, oh, well, I don't, I don't like him, so it doesn't really matter. Dude, I know. I know that. Like, What? <laughs> Dude, I can at least say that as much as I, I did not like the policies of Obama, when something was categorically untrue about him, I said, "There's no way I'm going to share that." Yeah, it's not true. No, I get Would it. Would you? I have a question. I always ask people, "Would you want somebody doing that about to you?" No, but it happens. It happens all the time, yeah. and yet people don't follow the simple golden rule: do unto others as you no, have them do. Because they don't ever you. think it could happen to them. No. They don't ever they think don't. what it, they don't ever think what it would be like for the entire world to share a lie about them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not possible. Because no one cares about the average motherfucker. Right. You know what I'm saying? So instead, what they do is they get their jollies off tearing other motherfuckers down. Right. And dude, that's you're right. The, the people, the people, the people listening to this show right now, the people that listen to any show anywhere in fucking America are the fucking problem. Because they're accepting it. Right. Right? You got motherfuckers, you know, everything's... Dude, you got 20 motherfuckers get killed down in Walmart. And fucking the next day, you got the far left... Banning, ban guns. Right. You got the far right taking pictures of their guns and posting them online, right. being like, come get my gun. Like, dude, is this really the time to have that discussion? How about weeping? How, how about, dude, this is fucking bullshit. Yeah. We need to come together and fucking have a solution to this. Absolutely. Like, not this, not this fucking, you know, extreme far left, extreme far right argument because you motherfuckers are too stupid to have a real conversation. Right. I'm tired of it. Right. American people are fucking tired of how it. How about saying... I'm part of the problem. How can I be part of the solution? I am part of the problem. Yeah. You know why I'm part of the problem, bro? Because I haven't fucking said what I need to say about it. Yeah. That's the truth. Yeah. You know, I bit my tongue because I've been in business and I haven't wanted to share my views and I don't want to make people mad, but I'm fucking tired of people getting fucking killed, killing themselves, being depressed, being pissed off, you know, talking about how the world sucks. We live in literally the world's greatest fucking time ever, okay? We, we live in a fucking greatest country, the most... The, like, this is fucking insane. Like, you can walk down... The, dude, the, the poorest motherfucker here just about outside the 0.1% that lives on... The, they have fucking cell phones, man. And they're talking about how hard they have it. Like, get yep. the fuck out of here, man. Yep. Dude, I yeah, I know you and I were both students of history. I, I was just reading about, like, the early parts of the 19th century. 
uh, excuse me, the 20th century, like 1900, 1910. And there's two things that just hit me, like, because we complain about everything. And there's two things that hit me that I read. One was that there was a whole industry just for kid-sized coffins. That's how much kids died because of, like, the diseases that they hadn't cured. That's what people lived with on a daily basis. That, that It was very common to lose children, like, left and right. And we don't even think about Bro, that. Bro, like, when my was dad like, was a kid, that was normal. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. yeah, that was, that was, and we don't even think about that. But the other thing that I read, and this is just really fascinating to me, you know, the 1900s to, like, 1915, you're getting ready for the, the Great Depression. And there was a, that, there were forces at work that were just beyond anybody's control, okay, beyond anybody's control. But they said that when the Great Depression happened, the vast majority of the working men, and, and it was primarily men because at that time it was primarily men, but the vast majority of the working men, when the Great Depression hit, they went into depression themselves, and you know who they blamed? They blamed themselves. It is themselves. Well, no, in that case it actually wasn't, but they blamed themselves. They took responsibility it's always for yourself. it. Well, what? Well, there were some it's, forces. No, what, bro. No, no. If you my didn't fucking point, want to be there, you fucking move. You no, go no, do no, something I'm about, else. I'm talking about during the Great Depression. Man. I'm talking about any time. Well, my point is, is that the history no, of our here's, country. No, here's the fucking point. The point is, is that no matter where the fuck you are and what time you live, what you do, what's going on, your happiness is directly correlated to your fucking decisions. Period. Like, dude, I was talking to my friend last night via text, and I was telling her, I'm like. You know what's fucking funny? Because she, you know, I'm not going to say who it was, but she doesn't have a lot of money. Like, people would know her because she's affiliated with our brand. She's a young girl. She's getting her life together. She doesn't have a lot of money. She sent me a picture of, she. we started talking about, she said she had a kiddie pool in her backyard. She was at, you know, she was talking about my pool. Right. And, which is fucking absurd. Yeah. And she <laughs> was absurd. like, well, I'm going to go get in the kiddie pool. I'm like, cool. I'm fucking down with a kiddie pool too. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, and, and I said, did you ever swim in one of those, uh, did you ever swim in one of those metal horse troughs when you were a kid? Cause like, dude, when we were a kid, our pools that we had here in St. I don't know if this is like something people do all over the world right. or all over the country, we but I can tell Kansas. you in the Midwest, mm-hmm. this is how, you know, you grew up in the fucking <laughs> lower middle class type situation or rural yeah, yeah or yeah, rural yeah yeah more rent's a better it's not lower middle class it's rural you could have had a billion dollars yeah. but if you grew up yeah, in yeah. a rural area <laughs> you swam in a motherfucking horse trough yeah. all right i loved it yeah you loved yeah, it yeah. dude so uh so i got on fucking google and i googled horse trough pools and there's these dudes who like make take those big round horse troughs if you guys don't know what i'm talking about i'm talking about those galvanized fucking Big round horse tanks it's that the horses drink out of. Like a lot of people listening don't right. even know what right. I'm talking about. Yeah. Just Google. Is there an app for that? Yeah. Just Google <laughs> horse trough pool and you'll see what I'm talking about. So this is how we used to fucking do it here, right? Yeah. And I, I, we, so now there's this thing where people build like decks around them and like put stone, or, like, and I'm like, D-, you know, I started thinking, you know, you could take away every fucking thing I have. Every fucking thing I have, every dollar, the company, the houses, all of it. You know what, dude? I'd still be okay with that shit. I'd right. be okay oh, get, yeah. coming home every day, getting in the fucking horse trough pool. Yeah. Going, around, going around the edges to make it swirl pool? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, dude, I don't care. <laughs> but, like, that's the thing is, like, you know, you can, you can be... Some of the shit right now that people are going through that they say they hate is actually the best time of their life. Yeah. And that's... That's sad. Oh, yeah. Like, because, dude, I can tell you, when I was struggling and we were fucking in business and we had nothing, 
Those were some of the best fucking times I've ever had in my life. Dude, Chris and I used to have parties in the back of our store. We'd get beers. Our buddies would come up. You know, dude, we'd fucking do goofy shit. Like, I, dude, I can't even tell you how much fun we had during that time when we had nothing. Dude, I, I, I was just talking about this with my wife because my, my girls, we didn't really plan it this way, but they just got a lot of toys. Just yeah. like too many. Yeah, and, I, I can uh, relate. And, and when I, <laughs> and when I, when I was little, like the the greatest joy that we br- that we had was just there was like my dad had a pile of wood yeah. in the garage, and we'd make guns out of the wood, yeah. and we'd make swords out of the wood. And I was telling the other somebody the other day, dude, I, mean, I built my own go kart. Yeah, out of two by that fours. kind of creativity, and and you got Bro. people stuck to screens these days. Check and listen, this out. I like my so, I like my phone, but people are way too stuck to their screens, and kids are way too like glued to you know electronics. Do you remember the coolest thing you? built i do uh do you did you build anything yeah we built a fort we actually built a battering ram like a roman battering ram that doesn't surprise me well it's on the top of my head i remember you you mother you were one of them dudes out in the park with like the nerf swords (laughs) (laughs) no not nerf man actual actual wood swords man dead serious my dad used to have a i know uh, how to handle a a christmas tree oh do you yeah (laughs) my dad used to have a christmas tree lot every year or mishandle it because you got three kids (laughs) depends on what you think i I always keep it unsheathed (laughs) uh did i just say that sorry <laughs> by, by the way the only point i was trying to make was that in desperate times americans used to blame themselves and take responsibility today we have good times look, look, and they don't take responsibility look, that ta- was the point that i was trying to make we're, gonna, we're we're taught we've moved on we're talking about shit we built in the yard yeah yeah true, okay true, true. so i built a fort out of insulation one time <laughs> like it, it, are you, you know, serious yeah like you know do you know that insulation that comes in like four by eight sheets the pink yeah no the pink it's stuff. silver on the outside oh I know the Pink Panther stuff. Yeah, not that kind of insulation. Okay. It's like hard. It's like a board. That we built a like fort out of that. Yeah, right. <laughs> that. That fucker got wet, though, and it fell apart. That I was going to say, if you did this stuff with the pink. You're, we built a treehouse at my grandma's, which I think there's still a couple boards up in the tree. My attorney lives there now. And In, uh, in the treehouse? In the tree. Yeah, <laughs> you could see it from That's 270. Um, I'll show you when we drive by. That's funny. But, dude, the coolest thing that we built was we built a little, uh, well, I built it, was a little go-kart out of two by fours with a three horsepower engine that my uncle Mason gave me. And his job was he, he had a, a lawn port more repair business and he lived in Michigan. My mom took us there one summer. We went, I don't remember how long we went there, but that was the first time I'd ever been in a tornado too. Um, Cause I, I remember the tornado yeah. specifically, uh, but her cousins live up there in Michigan and my great uncle Mason did engine repair, small engine repair. And he sent me home with a three horsepower orange fucking uh, pool start mower engine. <laughs> and I threw that motherfucker. I bolted it onto a two by four uh, frame that I built. Dude, I was like fucking How old know, were you? eight or nine. Yeah. See, like I mean, are we just old fogies? That I mean, I don't feel like kids do that. These Listen, days. man. I, I, took, I, I mean, am I just look, imagining that? I want to brag about my fucking craftsmanship. Sorry. All right. Go ahead. All go ahead. So I took wagon wheels, all right, and I put wagon wheels into the ends of the, of the. so those were the wheels, right? So mm-hmm. I put wagon wheels into the end of the board, and then I fucking steered the motherfucker with a rope. <laughs> so I had a rope that was looped from the one left, from the right wheel and the left wheel, and I would hold on to the middle of the rope. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then I would pull it to steer Right, but it only had one fucking speed. <laughs> so like, it's you, a little rascal. You start this motherfucker, and it would just go because it didn't have it didn't have like I had no way to control the throttle, and and so it would go. And then when I would try to shut it off, there was like a there was like a metal tab. 
that you would tap onto the spark plug to shut a motherfucker off. <laughs> but, dude, every time that you would try to reach back and shut it off, you would miss the tab and hit the spark plug, and it would shock the fuck out of you, dude. <laughs> so it only lasted, like, one day, and it fell apart. But, dude, I thought I was the man with that fucking no, that's go-kart, awesome. man. I just miss, I miss, you know, childhoods where you did stuff like that where there was the capacity to really get messed up. Yeah. Or, you know, like, I remember... One summer, my my uh, my brother Bro, and I saw fucking Sal, Sal had Enzo doing uh, blowing the, with his blower with a helmet on, <laughs> and you know why? Why? Because people yell at him when he fucking snaps shit. Oh, like he snapped, like dude, he snapped a picture of Enzo kind of taking taking a piss. You couldn't see his weed. I saw nothing. that. I thought it was hilarious. They fucking reported it. <sighs> like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with people, man? Seriously. Like we have we have fucked up people in this society who are constantly trying to tell everybody how to fucking live. Yeah. Like, dude, fuck you. Yeah. Like, you're going to report a fucking naked fucking two-year-old kid taking a piss, like, because it's funny? Right. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's over his bare ass. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> like, as if they, they, but see, that's the thing. They lack any ability to tell the difference between that and something truly offensive. Like, it's all become offensive. Um, well, no, it's become a competition yeah. about who's offended first. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe they did that. Yeah. Oh, 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 can you believe they did that? No, I can't believe it. Fuck, we can't believe they did that. And then they get the mob mentality going. Right. And it's just a bunch of fucking dumb fucks. It is. You know? And like, dude, that's the that's why we have the negativity on the fucking internet because we gave the dumb fucks the loudest fucking voice they could ever fucking have. And now we're bombarded by it. Yeah. Like, dude, why isn't there a test on Instagram? Like, you got to have above a 60 IQ to be on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I would pay $10 a month to be on Instagram if they fucking, if they cut everybody out below 60 IQ. Yeah. You'd pay more than that. I would. <laughs> but you, everybody would pay 10 bucks. Yeah. So, I used to live in Missouri. Actually, so going back, no, my, one summer when I was growing up, my brother and his, and his good friend came into the garage and, like, I smelled smoke and I was like, hey, guys, why, why is the bottom of your sneakers melted in this? It looks like, you know. It's got scorch marks on it. Like, oh, no, nothing. We weren't doing anything. Well, it turns out they were just, you know, doing what kids back then did. They were playing with fire. They about lit the entire backyard on fire. Um, and I think they started it by burning like cockroaches or something. You know how you used to take a magnifying glass? And I never you, did that. You never did that? No. Oh, man. Did that shit with ants. No, <laughs> yeah. I never did that. Yeah. Dude, I, I, I've never been a killer of animals. Well, not animals. Or bugs. I mean, not not even bugs. I'm, well, I never did. Okay, it. so there's an argument. A bit, a, yeah. There's an argument that that's a little. I've killed cruel, a couple things, but like in my life, like yeah. and I still fucking feel bad about it. Yeah, like I killed this big ass snake one time, and then out of reaction, because yeah. I hate snakes. Yeah, and I still even though way. I hate snakes, I still felt bad. Yeah, I, mean, no, I, I feel bad it. now, but looking back then, that was just something normal. Yeah, that that's did, what you know? I'm saying. Well, and and here's the thing: like, if you really are like. Boiling rabbits or something, then that's probably a sign a of kid sociopath. Kid from Toy Story, but know? yeah, right, exactly. But I mean, at the same time, burning ants is probably a pretty normal little kid thing to do, and yet today they'd put you in, you know, some sort of mental facility. You know? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, on. maybe they should be in one, <laughs> dude. I don't know, dude. Like, I have a lot of buddies who hunt, and I really respect that. I get invited on a lot of hunts, man. Oh, I'm no. the same way with hunting. Yeah, man. and they're I'm, all because I, I like can't. to shoot, right? Yeah, like, I shoot guns and I love yeah. shooting. And but uh, you know, I guess people assume I'm a hunter and I'm not. Yeah, and uh, I respect it. Like I respect why. Like I don't respect. I don't. Right, like, it's just not something you. Can I don't do. think it's okay to go to Africa and kill fucking I don't giraffe think, yeah. and just because to kill it, like killing for sport. No, yeah. I, you know, and like, dude, I know, I know the conservation, and I understand all that. I still just don't feel like it's the right. Th- it's definitely not right thing for me. Yeah. Um. 
but like, dude, you know, a lot of my buddies, they go out, they kill their animals, and they put the meat in the fridge. I respect that shit. Yeah, it's yeah. just not... I never grew up around it. I never did it. I, I think I would feel real bad about it. Yeah. You know, now if someone fucked with me, I would fucking... You know, I wouldn't have a problem with it. He yeah. definitely would go on a human hunt. <laughs> yeah, if there was humans, like if it was a human thing, like it'd be different. Because yeah. like humans are, in, they they do bad shit. Well, they have a will. Yes. They have choices, and they have yeah, make decisions. But um, no, actually, back to your Instagram thing. So you know, some states actually have frivolous lawsuits uh, legislation. So like, if you're sued for a really stupid reason and you lose, that person can sue you back. I think they should have something similar on Instagram. Dude. There should be, first of all, that should be the fucking rule for everything. Yeah. Like if you get sued, if you sue someone and it comes to the fucking, it comes to know, knowing that there was no facts to really back it up or it's made up, you should go to fucking jail. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Or, or the case with like Instagram where you report somebody, there should be some consequence. Yeah. Like falsely for, reporting yeah, someone. F- yeah. You should like lose. You, yeah. If you like do that. You, if you report someone. Yeah. And it's found to be bullshit, then they should ban you. Right. Exactly, because the way it's set up now is that literally you can report anybody you disagree with. Yeah, for any reason. Yeah, you can just say, oh, "I found that offensive," you know. Hey, dude, we live so. in a fucked up. It's fucked up. But anyway, we're well, going back to uh, you know meandering our way back to leadership and just maybe wrap up by talking about just how that relates to what we're talking. Well, about Well, dude, earlier, let's be real. But- All the problems we're talking about right now come from a lack of leadership. Yeah, because people don't just like what I just said. People don't give them, they, they don't look at the problem and say, you know what, this is my problem to fucking solve. And so what, the, what happens to the problem? It gets worse. Right. And it gets worse. And it gets worse. And the people who are accelerating the problem see that no one's doing anything about it. And they're like, fuck, we're winning. We're putting gas on it. You know what I'm saying? And right. so like, dude, that's a, it's, you know, leadership is the key. It, with, with it, you're going to do well. Without it, you're going to be miserable and broke. Right. So it's important to understand how that that you have a duty to become a leader regardless of where you are. You know, right now you might be saying, "Man, that's really hard for me," or "Man, I just I'm just not a leader." That's a label that you're putting on yourself. Right. That's not society isn't telling you that. Uh, you're telling you that. Why are you telling you that? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And, now, go, ahead. go ahead. I was just going to say like it's just amazing how the principles of business really do apply to all of life because not just the leadership principles, but even just the whole concept of imagine, imagine how the world would be different if all of us took the business principle of create an amazing customer experience and you just, you just apply that to all of life. Like anybody who, anybody, (laughs) anybody who, who encounters me, I'm going to create an amazing experience for them of life, bro. That that's the key. Yeah. That's it. It's really, that's really it, you know, and people... All of life is sales. It really is. It really, it, it really is. Yeah. Yeah. And leadership. Yeah, sales and leadership. Happiness is too. Yep. You know, it's just sad. But I mean, really the main point I was trying to make before we got off on the, on the, on the other stuff was that, you know, let's say you're an average dude or you're a young man or a young woman working in a company and you're listening to this and you're like, fuck, you know, I've heard all this shit, but I just don't know how to do it. Let me give you the exact system of how to do this okay step number one do whatever it is required of you to make sure that you're doing it better than everybody else okay that's what you got that's the basis of all success whatever your job description is you got to do it perfectly Mm -hmm. all right step number two you've got to do about twice the amount of work as what you expect to get a fucking promotion so meaning 
you've got to do more than what your job description is. If you do your job description and you do it perfect, you're not doing enough. You're going to have to do more. Meaning, you're going to have to do more than what you're fucking paid for. Now, a lot of people don't like that. They don't like to hear that shit. They think it's fucking bullshit. I'm just telling you the truth. That's reality. You want it, that's the way it is. Okay? So, you're going to have to do more than what you paid for. Now, when you do more than what you pay for, you have to do that perfect too. All right? That's step two. Now, those two steps in most organizations will get you recognized because the goal is whenever the conversation happens of, like, let's say I go to one of my guys. Let's say I go to Aaron and I say, hey, Aaron, we need, we need a new uh, this or we need a new that or we need another guy here. Who the fuck should we put here? Aaron's going to say X. And X, the name that goes where the X is, is going to be the guy who does his job perfectly and does more than what he asked perfectly. Usually that's going to get you some promotions. But if you really want to supercharge this, you're going to take an active approach and you're going to go to Aaron and you're going to go to Aaron and say every fucking day, hey, bro, what do you need done today? Hey, how can I help you today? Hey, how can I do this? That way, when I go to Aaron and I say, Aaron, we need somebody for this. Who's who's going to fit here? Aaron's going to say, well, Tony, right? He comes to me every fucking day and he says, and he does his job perfect. He leads by example. He's always doing more than what he's supposed to do. He's always helping out. He's always asking me what to help out. And here's the fourth part. He's always holding everybody else accountable. Okay? If you do those four things, one, you set the standard through your own work. Two, you do more than what you're paid for. Three, you ask your leader what you can do to help. Four, you hold the line for everybody else. Meaning, like I said earlier, in a friendly way, you're holding the line. You don't got to be, sometimes you do have to be direct. You don't have to be overly direct. Hey, bro, I know you're, I know you're capable of more than that. Look, we're on a mission here, bro. You're hurting me. You're hurting you. Come on. What's going on? Something going on at home? What is it? What can I do to help you? Right? That's how you hold the line. Okay? Sometimes it does have to be more aggressive. Sometimes it has to be, hey, motherfucker, you're fucking me. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. It's just, you don't start off with that. Right. See what I'm saying? Right. But if you do those four steps, man, you're going to, there's a, you're going to become valuable in that organization. Because you're just at the top of mind. You're at the top of mind awareness. So if you want to get a promotion, if you want to move up, if you want to advance your career, become a leader and follow these steps, all right? If you do those things, you're going to move up. And when you move up, you're going to get more responsibility. And when you get more responsibility, you're going to learn more skills. And if you apply these four steps to that next level, so let's say you get promoted to Aaron's level, all right? Now you're on Aaron's level. Now I'm your boss, all right? Or Sal or whatever. Let's just make, I'm just right. making this up for sake of discussion. Now, you're going to go to Aaron, and you're going to still say, Aaron, what can I do to help? And you're going to come to me, and you say, Andy, what do, you, what do you need done today? What can I do? What can I do? After you're doing your responsibilities perfectly as well. That way I know, dude, that's how you create value within an organization. People make this, I swear to God, guys, this is as easy as it is. This is as simple as it can be explained. One, do a great job. Two, <laughs> make sure your buddies are doing a great job too. Three, do more than what you required. And four, ask what else you can do. And if you do that every fucking day, man, it's undeniable that you're going to become valuable. You cannot not become valuable. It's impossible. So don't overcomplicate this shit. Don't think like, oh, just because I don't have the fucking presidential award of leadership or whatever, <laughs> like that you're not a leader. 
you're you're only not a leader because you're deciding not to be and you're deciding it's not for you. And for you to progress, for you to make more money, for you to become what it is you want to become, you have to be willing to do this. It's it's a requirement. It is not a option, right? It, you have to do it. So this is what I would say to you young people. You know, you young people right now, you have a tremendous opportunity because companies are no longer looking for a degree. They're no longer looking for a certificate. They're no longer looking for all this formal shit for you to, to become more of a part of the program. What they're looking for is a strong character and strong leadership and the willingness to hustle and learn and be helpful and contribute. And if you could do that, guys, I don't care if you're fucking 17 years old or if you're 70 years old, you're going to become more valuable in your organization, which is going to create advancement. It's going to create more fulfillment and it's going to create more pay for you. That's reality. It's that simple. It's not hard. It's just people overcomplicate it. Absolutely. hundred percent. Guys, we are still running our uh, MFCO contest, which is going to fly. What did we say? Three, three people out to yeah. hang out with you. Um, you just need to go to iTunes and write a review, screenshot it, email <coughs> five it to star. me. Five star. Five star. Five star. Uh, six star, if you could even do it. If you can find a way to give us six stars. You're ruining my fucking subtlety. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm not really subtle. No, you're not. I'm witty, though. All right, keep going. Okay. Um, screenshot it. Email it to me, Vaughn at AndyFrisella.com. By the way, you know you know me. You wouldn't say I'm someone who likes to be overly direct and harsh. So what I'm about to say is is not easy for me. But guys, how hard is it to follow directions and send it to Vaughn at AndyFrisella.com? I don't really appreciate people sending it to my, figuring out what my personal email is. And now Did I've I been- Did I get it out there? No, you didn't. Oh. No, no, no. They just kind of, I guess, figured it out. And so I've gotten all these- Just help us stay organized, guys. It's yeah. that simple. Help us stay organized. God, Vaughn, you're so mean. I know. You're I'm, such I'm a, a jerk. But I pretty much delete anything that goes to my personal email. Oh, that's so, so rude. I know. So it's rude. A, it's a jerky thing to do. Yeah. But. Tyler, Sorry, what do guys. you got to say? N- nothing? <laughs> Your shorts are getting a little Hey, listen, though. Shorter, um, when did we actually start it? So we got like, what, 15 days left? Yeah. Okay. So whatever today's date is. A couple more weeks. Yeah. I think it's the 15th today. No, it's the 13th. I don't know. It's Friday. Dude, you know 13th. what's fun, man? What? Is uh, seeing all these people doing 75 hard. Yeah, it's very cool. That's fucking cool. Yeah. Guys, if you're doing 75 hard... Make sure you use the hashtag 75 hard because I interact with that hashtag literally every day. Yep. The hashtags I interact with, guys, if you want to tag me in your posts or use the 75 hard hashtag for 75 hard. Um, I am first form for first form or first form hashtag or the 100 to zero hashtag. I look at all those literally almost every day. So very cool. Thanks, guys. All right, guys. Thanks for the support. Love you guys. We'll see you soon. <laughs>